Hello, I'm Philip Sales. In this video, I'm going to be interviewing Stephen Law's first Parliamentary Council about the role of Parliamentary Council in the planning stage for legislation. Stephen, who are Parliamentary Council? Parliamentary Council are the specialist lawyers uh, who draft government legislation. Uh, we're a small unit in the Cabinet Office uh, that um, is devoted to doing that, to advising on parliamentary procedure and to dealing with secondary legislation that amends primary legislation. How many people work in the office? We have uh, between 50 and 55 lawyers and we're supported by 21 support staff. How do you become Parliamentary Council? Uh, well, most people start in the legal profession uh, and uh, either solicitors or barristers and we normally look for people who've had a few years post-qualification experience and when people join us, they tend to stay for their entire careers. How, who has the use of uh, the services of Parliamentary Council? Uh, we work for the government. We uh, provide a service of producing government legislation under the Westminster system. Most legislation that passes is government legislation, so we, we draft for the government. They are our clients. Do Parliamentary Council ever draft private members' bills? Well, not for the private members themselves. Uh, but as part of the uh, annual process of legislation, private members get an opportunity to bring forward bills. And quite often the government will suggest to private members that there are things that could be done that can't be fitted into the government's legislative programme and can be done. And, and then we would draft, uh, draft bills uh, for the government to, to hand out to private members to get something useful through. And they're, they're called handout bills. Sometimes if a private member introduces a bill and uh, it makes progress, the government decides to give it support, then we will uh, assist the, the government and the private member to get it into a, a, a state to reach the statute book. What role does Parliamentary Council have when legislation is at the planning stage? Well, my job as head of the office is to produce uh, the whole of the government's legislative programme for it, a year. Uh, so uh, I'm involved with the planning of the legislation so that we can see um, how much time we need to get it ready, uh, what, what's needed to be done in the, the drafting process. We're speaking in June 2010. Do you find there is a difference in the approach to legislation in a coalition government from what has gone before? Well, it, it, it's very early days. Um, I mean, there are changes. There are, there are different uh, personalities uh, involved I I in the first place. So, uh, but I think the main difference that one can attribute to, to the coalition is that the process of collective agreement obviously needs to be uh, refined to, to reflect the fact that the government consists of two parties, and that affects legislation as it affects all government policy. What is the significance of constraints in parliamentary time available for dealing with legislation? Well, parliamentary time is the main factor that determines uh, how much legislation the government is able to put on the statute book. Uh, there is only so much parliamentary time, and there are, uh, by convention, uh, gaps between the various stages of a bill as it passes through Parliament. Uh, and it's the number of legislating days in a, a parliamentary session that will determine how long, uh, how much time can be spent getting the legislation through. Do the services provided by the Office of Parliamentary Council differ as between different government departments? Well, we, we pr provide um, a service of uh, facilitating people to get their, their bills through, uh, and the main part of that is actually drafting them. Uh, but but we're the, the bit of Whitehall that has the greatest experience of legislation. I mean, I've been in the office now for uh, 35 years or so, uh, and um, I've worked on um, certainly a number of bills in, um, in three figures. 
so w- we know a lot more about getting bills through. Some departments know almost as much as we do. The, the um, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs have a finance bill every year and they, they are involved in it every year. Uh, the Home Office, the Ministry of Justice, they, they legislate regularly. Other departments legislate uh, less regularly. I remember in the 1980s I worked on an insolvency bill and uh, I think the previous legislation had been in the 1914 Bankruptcy Act and those departments require more assistance with the process than um, others. Do you have a role in advising about what it is viable to include in the Queen's speech? Uh, well, we're, we're involved in the planning of the legislative programme. There's a, a part of the Cabinet Office uh, that, um, as, as the sort of central coordinating government department that takes responsibility for, for uh, planning the legislative side of the process. But we're very closely involved in that. We work with them. Um, the, they want to know how long it's going to take to, to draft the bill. Uh, the, they need to know how long it's going to be for purposes of using up parliamentary time and, and so we're involved in that and, and putting the different things together. What is the Queen's speech and what is its significance? Uh, well, a, a parliament lasts um, five years uh, as a maximum and it's usual to divide that period into sessions of parliament. So there will be, generally speaking, an, an annual session, although because elections tend to be in the spring and sessions begin beginning November the 1st, session, the one where we, we've just recently started, will run from now, just after the election, uh, probably until late in 2011. And then there may start again an, an annual cycle. That would be what would reflect what's been done in the past. Um, and at the beginning of the session, the Queen comes to open Parliament and she, uh, has a sp- uh, she presents a speech written for her by the government, setting out the things that the government will be doing and in the following uh, year and in particular uh, the legislation that will be introduced by the government and passed in, in that forthcoming session of Parliament. Do you attend the Parliamentary Business and Legislation Committee and, and can you tell us what it does? Uh, yes I can. Uh, th- there is a committee of the Cabinet uh, that is responsible for managing uh, legislation and under the coalition government it, it uh, contains uh, members of both sides of, of the coalition and is also responsible generally for the, uh, the government's uh, parliamentary business management. And uh, the, some of the principal members of that, it's chaired by the Leader of the House of Commons, the Leader of the House of Lords, the Chief Whips in both Houses, and uh, their deputies, who, uh, who are uh, at the moment Liberal Democrats, are all on the committee. And it's their function to, first of all, endorse... Uh, first of all, the, the programme that's uh, of legislation and uh, put it to Cabinet and then their decisions are um, confirmed and ratified by Cabinet. Uh, and secondly, to, to manage the programme as it goes along. So they uh, decide if a bill is r- ready for introduction, uh, they decide on its parliamentary handling uh, and amend- government amendments of bills that are in the House need to be cleared uh, from a handling point of view uh, through the Parliamentary Business Legislation Committee, uh, the the policy uh, contents of a bill will normally be cleared through other uh, cabinet committees, the like Home Affairs Committee or whatever is the appropriate uh, cabinet committee. <coughs> what sort of advice would you be expected to give to the Business and Legislative Committee? Would you advise on handling strategy in Parliament? Uh, we tend to, the, the main 
reason we go. I, I go as First Parliamentary Council for g general issues, uh, and if a particular bill is um, being discussed, then the drafter of that bill will go along and, and be able to talk about the bill. And the principal question that we will be asked will be about the readiness of the bill. But there may be other issues. The, the committee will consider its handling, and we will give advice on procedural handling matters. How do you tell if a proposal for legislation is ready to be taken forward? Well, there's always, there's always a balance. Um, most uh, lawyers and drafters are perfectionists by nature, and so uh, in some ways it will never be ready enough for the drafter. But th th there is a, um, a, an assessment that needs to be made as to, to, to whether or not the uh, bill will stand up to debate in Parliament uh, and whether or not it will require lots of technical government amendments as it goes through. Um, and there has to be a balance there because bills are, are, are normally prepared right up to the last minute because there is the opportunity to change them relatively easily up to the last minute so people want to change them. There is usually a, a certain amount of amendment as a bill goes through from the government side uh, which one can compare with snagging in a a, a building, you know, the, the building's finished and you have to tidy up bits and pieces because you've only been working on it up until the last minute. Um, but that sometimes there are also procedural things and, of course, bills have to be drafted in order to be amended to meet the uh, points that are made in the course of parliamentary debate. I mean, the purpose of putting a bill through Parliament is that everyone can uh, put their views on what it should say and so there are sometimes concessions as well. Do you ever have to advise that some proposal is not yet ready to be taken forward? Yes, that can happen. All, all, all governments have to deal with the, the, the difficulty that there is a balance to be struck between the needs of parliamentary business management, the needs to, to introduce bills early so that there is the whole of the session to get them through to be debated, and the fact that um, sometimes policy takes a long time to develop, that lots of views need to be taken into account. So... Um, at some stage, there will be a bill that is, um, has been prepared and the question will arise, can it be introduced or would it be better if we left it for a bit? And sometimes we say, well, the balance here is in favour of a, a bit more work on the bill before it's introduced. What sort of advice would you give about handling strategy in Parliament? Well, we don't, we don't advise on political handling. That's, that's a matter for ministers. So we deal with procedural matters such as the, the financial rules of the House, uh, the sort of questions that very often arise uh, are about the question, a question called the question of scope. Uh, if you introduce a bill on a particular topic, uh, there will al always uh, be questions about whether other topics that aren't covered by the bill will be capable of being debated and amended by amendments made to the bill during its passage. That's a, a common uh, question. Who gives you instructions for drafting legislation? Well, we generally speaking, we get instructions from uh, the lawyers in the government department who are promoting the bill. Um, the, there is an exception in that some of the instructions we get uh, for the finance bill will come from uh, revenue and customs uh, administrators and not for lawyers. But the process, generally speaking, is that the, uh, the ministers and administrators in the department will work out the broad approach to the policy and then they will ask their lawyers to prepare drafting instructions for us. In drafting instructions come to us and we prepare the bill on the basis of those. What sort of things will be included in the instructions? What will they ask you to do? Uh, well, unlike some jurisdictions, we operate on the basis of narrative instructions in the sense that we don't get 
uh, as they do, for example, in the Republic of Ireland, we don't get uh, a first shot at a draft uh, and, and we're not asked to settle it. What we get is a description of, well, first of all, the, the, the context in which the government wishes to legislate, uh, secondly, a description of the existing law, uh, and then um, a description of what is the matter with the existing law, the mischief in sort of loyally terms, uh, the, the mischief that the government wants solved. Uh, and then uh, the instructions will move on to specifying the detail of the solution that has been devised by the department and ministers and so, so on for, um, for solving the mischief. What do you look for in a set of instructions? What makes for a good set of instructions so far as you're concerned? Uh, well, I, I think I've described the, the sort of most desirable structure. Um, and it's very important that the whole problem should be presented to us, that all the problems uh, should be presented to us, and that, so far as possible, what isn't presented to us is the drafting solution. Now, it's not a, a, a demarcation issue. It's not that you know, we, we think we should be able to do the drafting and uh, the department can't. It's that you can only really discover what the... Um, what is wanted if it's properly described to you. If somebody gives you a draft, it, I, it does what it does. It's either right or it's wrong. But you don't know whether it does what the person who's presented it to you wants it to do. So we like to have something that explains the whole solution um, and, and, uh, and explains what's wanted and d doesn't hide the, the tensions within the instructions because the, the process of negotiating policy often involves compromises, but it, it, it's good if the compromises are exposed so that we can see what, is, uh, what needs to be balanced within the drafting and we can assess whether or not maybe the compromise has resulted in thing, uh, propositions that are incompatible. In our next video, Stephen will be explaining how Parliamentary Council goes about drafting an Act of Parliament.